what I've learned over the couple months I've been here now is her super expansive knowledge of healthcare in general. So do you have anything to say about that, Cherokee? Um, it was, um, expensive. <laughs> it was expensive, but I enjoyed it a lot. So. That, that's funny that you got expensive out of that because I, I said expansive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, well. That makes it even more perfect. It's expensive for sure. Yeah, that's selective hearing, you know? Yeah, the ADHD, you know, it's a thing. Hey, everybody. Uh, you're listening to the Free State Healthcare Podcast, of course. I'm Greg, and today we have an exceptional person, and her name is, and her name alone tells you how exceptional she is, Cherokee Falkenberg. Cherokee, what's up? Hello. Insert applause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I had like sound effects, I know. buttons, and I could boop, boop, boop. A voice button box. Yeah, but uh, we are here today to plummet the depths of Free State's very own Cherokee. But this will be impossible because she is an absolutely fascinating individual. <laughs> she has a super diverse background. And what I've learned over the couple months I've been here now is her super expansive knowledge of healthcare in general. So do you have anything to say about that, Cherokee? Um, it was um, expensive. <laughs> it was expensive, but I enjoyed it a lot. So. That, that's funny that you got expensive out of that because I, I said expansive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, well. That makes it even more perfect. It's expensive for sure. Yeah, that's selective hearing, you know? Yeah, the ADHD, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> so yeah, her, okay, we need to correct this intro. Her very expensive and expansive <laughs> knowledge of healthcare. Expensive uh, <laughs> college, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was great. I did really well. I liked it. I was really focused. I actually did a lot better in college than I did at, uh, in high school. So okay, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and yeah. Well, before we get into a lot of that, let's get to know Cherokee a bit more on a personal level. That's the point of today's podcast. Cherokee is a very special person, and I want you to know why because. I get to talk to her basically every day. I can't really think of a day that you're not here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, even on the weekends. <laughs> I, I make the joke that I live here, and it's because I do feel like sometimes this is my second home. Yeah. But, yeah, even if you try not to talk to me, I'll talk to you. So you see me every day. Uh-huh. I've seen Cherokee sleep in diverse places at the <laughs> healthcare clinic. I've seen her with different yeah. blankets, with chill, with her children. I mean, she... <laughs> live here you really might live here <laughs> in the basement exactly yeah. which is oh man we have to talk about that sometime <laughs> yeah that would be a good podcast uh, yeah <laughs> around october like the haunted house thing yes we've talked about the haunted house but i, I told you we talked about daycare <laughs> and a doggy daycare all kinds of things yep yep maybe one day a free state could be anything it could be anything you want yeah hence the name yeah free state <laughs> Well, let's get to know you a bit more on a personal level here, okay. Cherokee, um, and how you, and we'll, we'll kind of steer this toward you getting into the healthcare profession, but could you tell us a bit about yourself, maybe your family, your hobbies, favorite food, most embarrassing moment, we don't have to go there, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I, uh, I have three 
children. My oldest is Bryson. He's incredible. He's very smart, <laughs> very handsome. My middle is Coraline, and she's the most unique, creative, wonderful thing on the planet. And oh. then <laughs> my littlest is my princess Delilah. Um, and then I've been married to my husband Colton um, for a long time. We've been together for 11 years. And then I would say my hobbies, I figure skate and I cross stitch. You figure skate? I figure skate. Like you know how to spin and jump and all that? I do. <laughs> Where did <laughs> you learn to even do that? I started in middle school and then I just took off. I don't know. I loved it. It was something I did like literally three to four times a week for a long time. Um, and then I had my, my son very young. So at the age of 15, I kind of had to stop. But I've done it on and off again since then and i just love it <laughs> wow so wait wait a second like what was the moment of realization did you go ice skating one day or i mean yeah so my friends are like let's go ice skating i think we were probably like maybe eighth grade and they got me to go and then after that first time i was like this is incredible oh my goodness so then after that i just started going i literally would go every monday wednesday friday saturday sunday if i could like every day <laughs> so for like i can remember a good behavior trip in middle in middle school i think we got to go ice skating here in yep. wichita and um, i could not figure out how to stop so my only plan was I had to do like three 360s and fall <laughs> to the ground. And I was soaking wet by the time we got out of there. Yeah, it's it's definitely, um, it takes time to learn. But yeah, <laughs> I've like tried to teach my husband and I guess, I don't know, sometimes it's more difficult to teach it than it is just to do it. But I just got used to it because I, I would go every day and practice. And then I got my own skates for my birthday and from there. I just, yeah, it took off. I'm secretly really jealous because <laughs> some of my friends who had figured out ice skating, I could never just figure out getting like the muscle memory. Yeah. But they could go really fast and then turn sideways. Yeah. And to flip stop. around and stop. Yeah. Well, they would like, they would come to a sliding stop and the oh, yeah. ice would shoot out in front of them. And yes. I just thought they were the coolest people. Yep. Yeah. Figure skates, it's a little bit harder to do that, but definitely the hockey players look really cool. So <laughs> I do that. I'm a little jealous too. I don't know. How did you get involved in healthcare then? Um, so honestly, I literally have only ever had customer service jobs. Okay. And so it kind of got me prepared in like the customer service aspect, I guess. But mm -hmm. with healthcare, I one day was just like, you know what, I need to go to college. Um, and so I went to WTI and then before I knew it, when I was leaving, I was enrolled okay. and I went to school and I did not know anything about healthcare. I wasn't a CNA. Yeah. I just went for it. And I really was looking at going into nursing, um, like to be a nurse, but, um, I don't know the, the, the registered medical assistant program just kind of followed through and I graduated and here I am. So how unique. So one day you're ice skating or figure <laughs> skating, and then one day you just up and enrolled at <laughs> WTI. I did. And just picked healthcare. Like <laughs> I just picked healthcare. I knew I liked people, so I was like, Meh, maybe I'll take care of people too. I didn't. I didn't know these things about you, yeah. so I'm learning so much. And you short are. Time. You are. But that's the fun thing about talking with <laughs> with you is that there's always something to learn. Yes. So. Okay. So. You got into healthcare. You were studying for healthcare, and so you have this position here at Free State at the front desk. Did you right. always want to have that position? 
So I've kind of, you know, we all do a lot of the same things. Like, Mm -hmm. even though I'm at the front desk, like checking people in, I mean, we all take a hand in doing everything here at the clinic, doing Mm -hmm. blood draws and vitals and everything. Um, But actually, when I got here, I was doing my externship for college. And then a day before I grad or was done, um, they offered me a job here. And so I took that job and I've been here ever since. But when I started here, I was actually more on the medical side than I was anything. Um, And then I had a baby. So I went on maternity leave. And then when I came back is kind of when I started doing more of like the reception stuff. Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, it's just, even saying reception is just covering it lightly because it's just a very small part of the job. (laughs) Yeah. But when you were, when you were studying at WTI, did you have some different like job prospects come across your mind? Were you, you know, going towards one avenue versus another or... Or, I, I mean, how did you even hear about about Free State then? So I I didn't really get to choose. I was I was oh, placed here. Oh, okay. I mean, they definitely keep in mind like what you would prefer and what side of town. And I really didn't have any preference. Um, Free State was just taking students, mm-hmm. and I was the first one to come here. Yeah. So, <laughs> but as far as like what I wanted to do, I really really wanted to go into doing like or helping with neurology and sleep studies because I just thought they were very interesting Mm -hmm. um and then even there for a while I was like I want to work at dermatology and (laughs) because I'm yeah I don't know but then I I got here and I was like this is incredible I'm able to use everything that I've learned and I'm not tied down to one thing yeah I've used everything I've learned here so or learned it in college I mean so yeah, and so we get to see many months out of the year, there are different students who come here and um, they get to study and learn, yes. and that counts towards some of their education. Yep. Right? So, yep. okay, and so it sounds like you got to do that. But yeah. you, So I know what an internship is, where people come and maybe they get paid a little bit and they learn and mm-hmm. it helps, they can put that on their resume, but you said externship. What, mm-hmm. What's an externship? So um, you're not getting paid, um, which in my mind is in especially at free state the most i'm gaining or did that i did gain from doing my externship here was the experience mm-hmm. it was like a 180 hour long interview oh. that <laughs> i was always ner- i was nervous the whole time but not only was i learning and applying everything i learned in school here um but i was gaining experience so that if right. i didn't get a job here if i needed to find a job i could say Oh, yeah, I did this in Mm -hmm. person before. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. And so here we are, and I love asking all of the healthcare professionals here about this because no one's ever experienced this. The COVID. Mm -hmm. The COVID. (laughs) The COVID. The novel coronavirus 19. (laughs) Was SARS something rather? Yes. Uh, how did, how has that transformed the health profession? So you were studying, you know, way before COVID, but mm-hmm. then boom, it hit, you know, last year. And then, mm-hmm. so what, what do you think has changed in the health profession as a, as a result of that? Um, so, I mean, we all kind of read about it and we all know like how it's changed other places, but I guess specifically at Free State, I mean, we had a time where we were just closed. I mean, you know, we were down for a little while, but then we came right back and we said, no, you know, 
we need to be out there doing COVID swabs for people who can't mm-hmm. have access to them other places. Right. So for me personally, like I have literally been doing COVID swabs since COVID-19 was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, or how about the fact you're, you're doing this podcast with a mask on, right? Yeah. Now? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to love my mask. I have, I wear it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's my mm-hmm. new accessory. Yeah. So, um, I guess, and then in the other way, like I was prepared at school. They taught us, you know, how to um, not cross contaminate and be cleanly and, you know, just be sterile. And then on the other hand, in a way, I felt like it's brought us closer to our patients because they're putting more trust in that. Yeah. We're we're knowing what we're talking about, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I just love people in general. So having more, um, to be able to help more has definitely been great. But Definitely. at the same time, it's difficult. So Definitely. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> and so when you talk about the highs and lows of the healthcare profession in general, what advice would you give to someone who is considering getting into the healthcare profession? Um, I would say, um, you know, make sure uh, you love people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's literally the biggest thing I can say because, you know, And it's not to say that anybody's bad at their job or anything, but sometimes, you know, when you go to the doctor, you're taken back and then nobody says anything to you or, you know, you just kind of sit there and they do their thing and they leave. But I think it it makes a a huge difference just to say like, hey, you know, I'm so glad you're here. I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. Or like, do you need a glass of water? What can I do to help you? Right. Some hospitality. It makes a huge difference. So I would say if if that's something you're not comfortable with, um, it may not be your thing. And you're, yeah, that's very good. And you're so good at that. Your hospitality is <laughs> off the charts. I can attest to that. Good. Colleen's like, hey, you want a coffee? Yeah, how about like a tall Java chip frappuccino? <laughs> yeah, she comes back with a grande, of course. She's like, a tall is for schmucks. So, yeah. but Colleen she, said yeah. that? <laughs> did like I say you, Colleen? Yeah, I think you oh did. my goodness, here I go again with the name juice. Oh, it's fine. I'll oh, take Colleen. Why do I suck? I, I don't know if I could wear those shoes, but I'll try. Oh, no. So now she's going to, I'm going to lose my job. I'm but, I butcher everybody's name. But, and she we says are I'm talking, a little yeah, Colleen. We are talking to Cherokee right now. And I meant Cherokee bought me the coffee. I can't believe I said, that's why I said Colleen, because of coffee. Her last name is Coffee. Oh, my goodness. This is a disaster. It's okay. But anyways, yes, you have great hospitality, and it's easy to forget, especially at this job, at a clinic, where it's not like people come here and they're super happy to, right. to be here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just can't wait to go to the clinic today, yeah. you know, and get some checkup or, or something like that. Yeah. But hospitality in that regard, specifically because they're going through something that, you know, is not that enjoyable, so mm-hmm. to speak, hospitality is very important. So I'm very yeah. thrilled to hear that you have a keen eye for that when people come in. You're very good about, about chatting them up and trying to relax the the situation. So. Yes. Okay. Very, very good. So Thank you. now that we know a bit about you, Cherokee, <laughs> Cherokee yeah. Falkenberg, who yeah. I'm talking to right now. Yeah. <laughs> tell us a, a bit more, a bit more about your education and your knowledge, because I just find it really fascinating. So let me explain a little bit. I want to give you an anecdote. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've mentioned this to, this to you before because it kind of reminds me that you at the front desk and some of the others up there, you guys are more than receptionists. It's mm-hmm. not like you just signed up for the job because 
you had, I don't know, just worked at Target or right, something like I, I did. Phone <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You I used to be a telemarketer, <laughs> therefore I can work at this clinic at the front desk. So right. here's my anecdote for you. When I and, and many other people, I'm so guilty of this, go to like an auto parts store. I like immediately tend to think that the people behind the counter don't know much about cars. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like I have to mansplain, you know, I have to over, I have to over explain everything and try to like fill them in on the details as if they didn't know. Mm -hmm. But then you get the sense that they do know what they're talking about. They're kind of rolling their eyes because they think I'm just such a jerk. And I probably was. I mean, is it like that as a receptionist for a clinic? Because it might seem you're just sitting back there answering phone calls and people Mm -hmm. might have to over explain their situations to you or, Mm -hmm. you know, does this person really know about my health? I mean, but what would you say about that? Because when I talk to you and I see Mm -hmm. the things you guys are dealing with every day, you guys are top notch and you have a (laughs) strong medical background. Well, thank you. Of course. I, um, I, I get that sense sometimes when I go to the doctor, like too, when you call in, you want to explain everything, but sometimes you don't feel like you can because it's too much information. Mm -hmm. But like here, it's good to know that like there's an MA behind the phone when you call, like someone who's going to be able to answer and know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. um, and be able to help you, whether that's with scheduling and knowing whether or not you need to come in or not. Yeah. So if somebody calls in, I can determine right off the bat if they need a telemedicine appointment if they need to come in, if Mm -hmm. they just need a test. So just having that knowledge has definitely helped me with that. And I think it does make people feel more comfortable. And sometimes when you use those big fancy words too, they kind of like, they're like, oh, okay, they know what they're (laughs) talking about. But it's just really, (laughs) it's it's touch and go. Some people... do come up to the front desk and they see me and it is kind of like, Oh, she, she schedules and she answers the phone. Mm -hmm. But then like we get busy and then I come in the room to take their blood and they're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, no, I promise I can do it. (laughs) This is my first time. Yeah. No, (laughs) but, um, uh, the scrubs help as well. People yes. see you in scrubs and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you so. say, you said sometimes when you answer the phone and people realize, did you say M-A or N-A? Oh, M is in Mary. Mary. And what does M-A mean? So it, uh, technically, so I'm an RMA. I'm a registered medical assistant. I okay. also have my certified phlebotomy technician. Of, so you can take blood. Right. So I can take blood. Um, and really the thing that sets me apart from a CMA is that I just went to a different school and okay. I took a different test. Ah, okay. It's the same test. It's just a different institute. So <clears throat> Yeah. Because you know that I wanted to ask you, first of all, are you qualified to be a nurse? Can I call you nurse Cherokee? No, no. I'm not a registered nurse. Okay. Um, I so, love... so yeah. What makes you not a nurse then? Right. So there's, I mean, there's probably more things that set us apart, but the biggest thing for me here is that, um, I don't do IVs. Um, okay. I can do everything else. I can do injections. I can do catheters, EKGs. I just can't do IVs. Okay. So, so make a distinction here for me because I'm so limited in <laughs> all this. Yes. <laughs> I'm so below here. No. <laughs> You said you you can't do IVs, but you're a phlebotomist, so you take blood. I mean, what's the difference there? Right. So when the best way I can explain it is phlebotomy is when you're taking something out. Okay. And IV is when you're putting something in, Uh, if that makes sense. So when you put it in IV, you're 
putting it in with um, the intent to administer medication, uh, IV fluids, things that you need when you're like dehydrated. Yeah. Um, but what I do is I receive samples. So I take their blood for testing purposes instead okay. of the other way around. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. When you take their blood and things like that, are you able to test those here or what do you do with those? Some things we okay. can. Um, not uh, not the wide variety. There are machines for those things. They tend to be expensive. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> most of the time we send it to the lab. Okay. Okay. Very good. And that's so nice to know because those distinctions, I'm like, when I see Cherokee work and I see these crazy abbreviations she's thrown out, I was like, man, she's definitely up there, like <laughs> nurse level, but I'll just call you Nurse Cherokee, whatever. Okay. I keep breaking everyone's titles and no, messing it all up. Totally fine. <laughs> well, another thing that you and I absolutely have to dive more into is this whole thing with abbreviations, because yes. <laughs> I say that, you know, I can speak Spanish, but Cherokee speaks another language as well so we use this platform here where all the nurses and doctors and receptionists can all talk to make sure patients are getting what they need and all that good stuff but mm -hmm. they i have seen i get these messages too and i have seen nothing but abbreviations <laughs> come across my screen yeah you guys talk in complete abbreviations i mean yeah. i have seen full sentences that are just abbreviations and i think this is unreal mm -hmm. How in the world did you even learn how to do that? Right. So um, from day one in school, I i mean, it was drilled in our brains. We every week would have uh, terminology and abbreviations mm -hmm. every week. And it was all the way until I graduated. I mean, it was just something new sets of abbreviations every week. And yeah. then at the end, we were tested. Um, Ooh. and then it also helped that I worked at the place that I graduated from for a little while. And so I was like grading the papers over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so eventually I just memorized and, you know, it, it goes on and on, but I actually have learned more here too. So yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how it works. It's a faster way of charting. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why we use it, but you have to be careful cause you, you want to make sure you're using the right terminology because there's approved and not approved terminology. Okay. So you could abbreviate something that you think is the abbreviation and then it turns out it's not and that can be an issue. But You mean like if you were sending a sample or something to someone else and you use the wrong abbreviation or... Well, if you... Let's say you're charting in the system for mm -hmm. the patient and you put an abbreviation for something that's not really appropriate mm -hmm. and then that's in their chart for you know like forever oh gotcha and that brings issues when the doctor needs to review the chart and so that can be a big problem uh -huh. but <laughs> you just have to make sure that it's it's um accurate okay. really <laughs> so. you know that my my medical abbreviation terminology i mean it is so limited but i always <laughs> love to joke i go up to the front office i'm like hey we need to follow up on that good bm there we saw the other oh, no, bm's BM. like the only one i know. I know it's like um why do we always end up talking about bowel movements greg it's my fault <laughs> always bowel movements gosh yeah. i have the mind of a 12 year old it's okay <laughs> oh yeah but i can see how the medical abbreviations are super helpful you made me yeah. a printout with like 30 of those bad boys just to try yep. to keep up but yeah. which I, I did use for my own test so that was nice oh good i'm glad i did have to interpret iv the other day oh, so yeah that was very good yeah. well you did a good job thanks <laughs> yeah 
Did you hear on the news recently, well, at least at the time of this podcast, there was a couple in a senior living facility, and the the man in the relationship was a veteran, oh. and he and his wife both knew Morse code, and oh. by Morse code, he had listened to the beeps of the, um, like, locks on the doors, the keypads, Oh, memorized them, used them with his wife uh, to break out of the senior <laughs> living facility, <laughs> and uh, they were found wandering down the road like oh 30 minutes God. later. So, yeah, you never know how good this, this sort of, uh, you know, abbreviations yes. and all these other languages will help you. Maybe so. one day we'll start just talking in goofy <laughs> abbreviation, <laughs> and awesome. then everybody in the clinic's going to be like, what? We'll just make our own for, yeah. like, conversation use. <laughs> <laughs> so... As we're coming to a close here with our time, it's just crazy how much I say it every time. Time flies when we <laughs> we get rolling on these things. Yes. I have so many different questions to ask you, and I know that in the future there are specific medical topics that I want to talk with mm. you about because you have such a wide knowledge about them. And mm. as you shared with me uh, a few times, you've experienced some of these mm -hmm. medical things we want to talk about. So yeah. I'm really excited for that in the future. Me too. But as we wrap up, let's think of some of the, the highs and lows of your work here. First of all, what would you say are some of the challenges that you face here in your work? Um, I guess specifically, like, to me, I struggle with a communication barrier sometimes, you know, because Erica can speak Spanish. Right. Um, and I so wish I could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that is something I, I wish I could do. Um, but even with accents, sometimes I just yeah. struggle and mm -hmm. I, I've heard that, you know, ADHD can cause that, okay. but I don't know, like you're, you're not able to understand very well. So sometimes that can be personally an issue for me, but, um, I guess the only thing I can really complain about is that there's just not enough time in my day <laughs> because I can't get everything done that I want to get done, uh -huh. but I try, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, we, we do, we all work together really well and it, mm -hmm. it works out. It's just, sometimes we get to the end of the day and we're like, man, that was the shortest nine hours of my life. Yep. So totally understand that. Yeah. And you still have a laundry list of things <laughs> yeah. that, to get done. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then on the opposite end of that spectrum, what are some of the positive highlights? I mean, what may, what motivates you to come to, to come to work every day? I... <laughs> it's so funny because I legitimately wake up and I'm like, I wonder what phone calls I'm going to get. I wonder who's going to call the clinic today. I okay. have my people. Where are they? <laughs> and I'm like, not that I want them to be sick. Yeah. But um, literally, that's one of the best things I think about this job is that I get to um, every day do what I'm so good at, I believe, mm -hmm. because I I love people i love talking to people if you have a minute i'm gonna fill it with conversation <laughs> like i'm gonna talk to you <laughs> so for me that's the greatest thing and then honestly the amount of experience that i've been able to gain from just being here for four years it's incredible what yeah. i have learned so that's my favorite part and then my doctors i love my doctors yeah they're the best free state has the best doctors they, if anyone didn't know they really do they do so I love working for my doctors. They're all incredible. They make being here 
um, very easy. I don't have to complain about coming to work every day. So <laughs> it's really sweet. That's it's really sweet that you um, look forward to talking to people on the phone <laughs> here. That I mean, so you're more than just uh, than just taking names. You mm-hmm. really know the people you talk to. Absolutely. And I know we're. It sounds like well, we are hyping up Free State, but it's like. It's not like this kind of dark scheme to try yes. to like make more money. You're just saying what you really feel yeah. about the people here and about Free State because I, I experienced yeah. that too. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm yeah, I can attest you. to that. They're really awesome people. Yeah, I'm telling you. It, it may sound too good to be true. And sometimes people do get that like, oh, even the prices. They're like, oh, I don't know. Where's that hidden mm-hmm. fee mm-hmm. or something? You know, we're very upfront. We're very. Um, We'll, we'll make you a list of, yep. of what you owe before we do anything. Or compare prices. Compare I mean, anything prices. to help people get the best. Right. And if with the talking thing, like I, I honestly just do talk a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> I just really do like talking to people. And, you know, to prove that, hey, call in. I'll talk to you all day long. I really will. <laughs> that is so great. That is so great. <laughs> Cherokee. What do you want others to know about Free State? I feel like that would be a good close to this podcast. Yes. Um, I I think the biggest thing that I want people to know that I even strive to look for, like I, I try to find doctors who will look at you as a person, mm-hmm. literally, and say, okay, you are not my 15-minute fluff appointment for yeah. the day. I'm not looking at you with money in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I'm not just here to work here. Like I'm here because I want to be, and that's important. So I think I just want people to know that when you come here, you, you will be taken care of no matter what we, we always try to do that. Absolutely. So we're different, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're weird. (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. We're really great too. I can, I can say that with confidence. It's great. Thank you so much for sharing. It's like, guys, do I even need to say it? You can hear it just from uh, Cherokee that she is, she's super intelligent and she's so freaking sweet. Thank you. So, yeah, th- I, I might get diabetes just talking to you. So. <laughs> she's fatten us up around here for sure. <laughs> yeah. But once again, thank you so much for being on here and we'll chat with you again soon. Yes. Thank you, Greg. All right. <laughs>